Utah's network. Hi, this is Derek Trek from the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of Altar of War, brought to you by Masters of the Forge. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Masters of the Forge Altar of War. I'm here with Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi. So, this is your second time on the Altar of War. The first time we played, we did, um, I believe it was Zone Mortalis, Chaos Space Marines versus your Inquisitorial Warband. Yeah. That was fun. Um, So this time... Due to the COVID-19 outbreak, uh, we are playing our game on Tabletop Simulator. Uh, so this will probably take a little while <laughs> to play out. Uh, but uh, we're going to have a fun narrative game today using your custom uh, Necron Warband uh, versus the Sautech Dynasty. Yes. So there is a story behind that. Uh, so we talked in depth about your army's lore in the last episode of Masters of the Forge. I think it was episode 141. Um, so if anybody's interested in hearing that, please check that out. But um, what uh, what in, what's the gist of your army? So my Necron army is uh, built around the main overlord for it. King Mondo, who I have as sort of a lesser overlord back in the old times. Mm-hmm. And then after the biotransference and the war in heaven and all that stuff, he is angry that his wife, Queen Machina, who is a Necron lord, is now a lifeless robot. And so he is caught creating his own Necron civil war to find a way to reverse the biotransference. And right now he thinks the best way to do that is to uh, kill Emotech. Awesome. So this will be the f- uh, the first kind of scenario in a Necron versus Necron campaign that we're going to slowly put together. Um, it is Chasing the Stormlord, Scenario 1, Traces of Emotech. So I'll read the story time for this, and then we'll... Okay. Um, and then we'll go into the rest of it. Uh, so, the Machine Empire has been investigating the location of Trazen and whatever of the Stormlord's libraries exist throughout the galaxy. Mondo has been marginally successful at unearthing waystones, which have led him to a small Tau outpost uh, on a largely nondescript world on the outskirts of Ultramar. The little world had many more names than its limited importance would normally warrant, but it had changed hands many times over the aeons. To the Nencrantir, it was called Beid Sheta, basically the butt armpit of nowhere. Um, of course, Mondo's tomb ship, 
made short work of the plotting child race's pitiful fleet, but the battle left enough time for the presence of the Necron vessels in the vicinity to awaken the sleeping Necron facility beneath the planet's surface. As, Mondo, as Mondo's fleet fell into orbit, the ancient facility transmitted warning messages demanding that the interlopers keep their distance. Ancient Necron tier identification and key codes were denied wholesale. Whatever lay beneath the surface of Beid Sheta was for Imotech's eyes only. Still, there was a great deal of activity on the little world's surface. Swarms of scarabs toiled with great speed, devouring Rektau technology and using the digested energy to construct defenses for the Necron facility. The Machine Empire's chief cryptech, Clank, surmised that the location would be nearly impregnable within the hour if the Machine Empire did not strike quickly. As such, Mondo ordered an immediate ground assault, mobilizing whatever show of force could be mustered. Uh, so you're the attacker and I'm the defender. I'm, uh, we'll go over our lists in a moment. Uh, but the defender is still—it's newly awakened and still quite loyal to the Stormlord. Uh, we've got a really sweet battlefield. Uh, it's available on the Tabletop Simulator Workshop. It's a uh, really, really cool Necron uh, battlefield with animations and stuff. It's really neat. Uh, it's got a yes. giant. It's got, it's got a giant uh, like tomb in the middle with a bunch of weird Necron constructs all around it um i would say uh, a lot like these five um they're like five things that look like craters or anything that you hover over it it says it's a crater it's probably best just we'll just call it a crater um uh, which means if you charge through it it'll be a minus two to the charge but this middle one oh. instead of it being a crater that's our uh that's our um, vault. vault, and the the vault is is going to be the focus of the uh, activity uh, in this game. When we start, you're going to choose one of the battlefield edges as your battlefield edge. Uh, okay. So we'll we'll determine that when we get to it. Uh, uh, for deployment, uh, I would I'll deploy first. I can deploy only my Canoptech units, and they have to be completely within nine inches of the vault. Uh, the rest of my units are set up as reserves. Uh, uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'm tracking your attacking forces coming in. Like the sensors are all, you know, turned on mm -hmm. and stuff. So um, uh, I'll be going first. Uh, we're gonna use the random game length, but it immediately ends if your sapping threshold reaches 20, and we'll get into that in a second. So for objectives, uh, the Machine Empire's goal, that's you, is to penetrate the defenses of the Sautech research facility before its defenders all awaken and the anti-orbital batteries come online. Uh, the Sautech defender's goal, that's me, is to repel the attackers long enough to bring the anti-orbital batteries online. Uh, special rules. Uh, reserves. So I'll be using reserves during the scenario. I treat the vault as my battlefield edge for the purposes of setting up my reserves during the battle. Uh, it's basically, it's usually a, a random roll on turn one and then they automatically come in on turn two or something like, or no, it's a random roll on turn two and then on turn three they automatically come in, I believe. Um, 
The Tesseract Stasis Cage. So Clank has maintained a small cadre of Tomb Stalkers or Tomb whatever Tomb Sentinels. Sentinels. Whatever. They're they're the uh, spider or sorry the centipede guys. Yeah, um, giant worms. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he's brought the cage, and is, is so it's it's a Tesseract Cage. So it's just he carries it in his hand, but the the three giant constructs are inside. Um, and uh, uh, he brought them along so that he could burrow into the facility at great speed and, and attack the inside. Uh, so mm-hmm. you may set up one to three of your tomb stalkers in the Tesseract stasis cage uh, during deployment. If you do, they can be summoned onto the battlefield at, at the end of any of the of your movement phases, just like you summon them. Uh, mm-hmm. When you choose to release the tomb stalkers, or to, what are they called again? Tomb sentinels. 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 Yep. When Clank chooses to release the Tomb Sentinels, all of them must be set up within 12 inches of Clank and have no more than 9 inches from enemy models. So that the point of that is, you know, if they're so important during the game, to like you can't win without them. So it would be silly to be able to just annihilate them before the game even before they even reach the uh, vault. Yeah. So I thought that m- that m- made good narrative sense as a way for him to do that. I like that. So uh, sapping the vault, uh, a tomb stalker or a tomb sentinel that is not within one inch of enemy models yet is within one inch of the vault can they can basically start digging. When they do so, add D three points to the sapping threshold. Multiple tomb uh, sentinels may sap the vault at any time, and the effects stack. So if you have if three of them are managing to uh, to dig, then you get three d three points added to the sapping threshold, and right, you're trying to get to twenty. Um, okay. So the Stormlord's touch, as the Necron machinery awakens, the Stormlord's influence becomes clear. Uh, though the Defender isn't totally under control of these forces yet, uh, so we'll roll a dice at the end of every game turn. Uh, for each non-Canoptech unit on the battlefield, on a six, the unit suffers D3 mortal wounds, basically as the lightning strikes. Sounds good. So, uh, you have some cool special rules that you're bringing along for your characters. Why don't you talk about those? Yeah, so, uh, I go a lot more into this in a proper Master's Report episode, but one of Mondo's key pieces of work here that you need to him is what he calls the controller gear which lets him influence all Necrons within a certain radius of him. So to represent that, I'm allowing Mondo to be able to overcharge his controller gear once per game and let him use his My Will Be Done ability on any Necron unit anywhere on the battlefield. For words, he can't use his that ability for the rest of the game. That's awesome. So he's just inspiring the rage of his fellow Necrons. Like giving exactly. him sentience for a short time. Yep. And then he burns it out. Cool. And then, so, uh, for Queen Machina, who is the Necron Lord for my list, uh, she has the rule of Bond Beyond Aeons. If Mondo dies within six inches of Machina, then Machina becomes a Warlord and generates a Warlord trait. If Machina dies within six inches of Mondo, then Mondo gains plus one attack and can reroll wound rolls against a unit that killed Machina. This is supposed to show the bond between Mondo and Machina 
mm-hmm. that has transcended uh, the biotransference as long as Mondo's near Machina, because normally she's sort of a hollow robot like most Necrons, but Mondo's controller here brings back that emotion, and they have a deep love for each other. Right. Yeah. No. That's that's awesome. That's that's really cool, and it makes a that rule makes a whole lot of sense. I like it. Uh, and then my last one is called Orbis Activate, and this is coming from part of the inspiration for this army is Power Rangers, and specifically Power Rangers Zio and their faction called Machine Empire, and in it, Clank is able to use his little robot body Orbis to make the monsters grow big so we can get the Megazord fight because kids love Megazord fights. And so to sort of represent that same idea, I have uh, whenever a Necron model dies within three inches of Clank, roll a d6. On a six, the model can either attempt a shooting attack or a melee attack. If the unit is also a canoptic unit, attempt to make a charge before making the melee attack. Mm-hmm. If it fails to make the charge, then it just makes a shooting attack at a minus one hit. If the model is friendly, Add one to the roll, mm-hmm. and then models that are part of units can break coherency as part of resolving this roll. Okay, so, so it, it, yeah, give that give that to us in a nutshell. So basically, um, if any Necron, uh, mine or yours, dies, I roll a d six, and on a six, I get to do a free action with it because mm-hmm. that's supposed to be clank, basically seeing a fallen Necron thinking, oh man, this is a great time to try out one of my experiments, and he mm-hmm. throws Orbis at it, and Orbis tries to overcharge it with crackling Necron energies and give it a quick burst of rage and power. Okay, cool. I like it. Well, this will be fun, I think. Um, so let's, uh, real quick, go over our army lists. Let's start with the attacker. Why don't you tell us about the list that you took uh, to represent Mondo's strike force? All right, so both of our lists are 1,500 points, and uh, I have a battalion and an outrider detachment. So for the battalion detachment, uh, I'm taking Sautech because the Machine Empire at this point is still uh, using Sautech tactics because that's what they were brought up on, Mm -hmm. but they might change over time as the Civil War continues. So I have uh, an overlord, that's King Mondo, obviously, and he's got a Staff of Light, I have Queen Machina, she's a lord, and she also has a staff of light. And then I have two 10-man units of immortals, both with Gauss Blasters, a 20-man unit of Necron Warriors, and then I have a squad of Deathmarks, who Mondo is using to hunt down various Necron characters that might know more about the biotransference. Uh, and then I have a Triarch Stalker, uh, and a transcendent Catan. This is supposed to be a Catan that Mondo has captured and is was initially looking for information about the biotransference, and that's where he's getting some of his intel to sort of shape his quest. And then uh, the Catan I rolled for earlier has the Catan traits of sentient necrodermis that lets him heal D3 wounds at the start of each turn. And he's got entropic touch. That means he can re-roll failed wound rolls in the fight base. And I gave him uh, the Catan powers of antimatter meteor and cosmic fire. Nice. And then, so for the outright attachment, I have uh, a cryptic with the Canoptic cloak that's representing Clank, mm-hmm. and he is taking the lightning field. 
which lets him have an impulse save and do immortal wounds around him at the start of the turn. And I'm taking three Canoptic Tune Sentinels. Those are burrowers who are going to be munching on the, the vault. Mm-hmm. For my list, I decided to go with a very defensive uh, army uh, that would make sense for holding a position like this. Uh, the first wave is going to be the Cryptech wave. They are the ones who, or sorry, yeah, the, the sorry, the Canoptech wave. They're the yep. ones who are going to be deployed already. They're going to be outside, like basically they're fixing and building outside and defending the uh, vault. I've got a uh, Cryptech uh, with uh, the cloak. Actually, it's an Outrider detachment, just like yours, which is really funny. Yeah. Uh, Cryptech with a cloak, three units of three scarabs, two units of three wraiths, and a spider. Uh, the second spider is part of the uh, battalion detachment, but there is also a second spider there. Uh, in addition, probably also uh, deployed outside, even though the rules don't call for it. It makes no. Yeah, you know what? I could have them like burrow up from the ground. That actually is way cooler. Uh, so I have two sentry pylons. Um, there, they have Goss exterminators, which is more of an anti-air vehicle, but it's pretty cool. It's got the living metal. Um, I imagine it's part of like the planetary defenses. Yeah, exactly. And they'll come up as they're they're kind of representing those those. Uh, planetary defenses coming online as we go. Uh, there's a unit of 20 Necron Warriors and uh, two units of 13 Necron Warriors, uh, as well as an Overlord with uh, War Scythe and a Resurrection Orb, and another Cryptech with a Chronometron. The Overlord will be my Warlord, and he's going to have the Hyperlogical Strategist. Uh, Warlord trait that allows him to reroll a single hit wound or damage roll during the game and also get, allows him to regenerate CP on a 5+. plus. Uh, he also is going to be uh, holding the, the Relic. Uh, the Relic is going to be the Orb of Eternity. It's basically a resurrection orb with a, that gives a plus one. So a resurrection orb allows you to kind of do a second reanimation protocols on a unit um, after it's already done reanimation protocols. And this, the orb of eternity, gives you a plus one on this. So hopefully uh, that'll come uh, as some use. Uh, and I think the uh, the chronometron does something similar right no that gives you a bonus to your saves in shooting correct an invuln save yeah or something. it gives you an invuln save on your uh like your warriors and stuff okay so that's pretty cool so it's so my army is kind of split between uh gun emplacements warriors and canoptic units and i think that makes a whole lot of sense for for what we've got going on here um yeah, I'm excited for this. Yeah, and your yours is a great assault force, um, and you've got those uh, you've got those tomb tomb dudes coming in yeah, and digging, and cool. and you have the chained tr- chained Catan ready to whoop my bum. It's gonna be great. Oh, uh, he's make space lightning. <laughs> he is gonna make <sighs> some space lightning. All right, great. So why don't we take a quick break? Uh, let the uh, Freebooters run a couple commercials, 
And when we come back, we'll talk about the deployment that we did. looks to the internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. Trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. So we have fully deployed. Uh, you chose one of the long battlefield edges because it it allows you to get as close as possible to the um, tomb or to the uh, facility. Yep. Uh, I deployed all of my canoptic units. I kind of did two flanks. So one side um, has three wraiths and a spider. The other side has three wraiths and a spider. And then I uh, kind of put scarabs all around just to represent the scarabs toiling to fix the vault uh, uh, shields. Uh, the rest of my units are going to be coming in starting on turn two. So hopefully I can weather your assault. What do you have on the battlefield? So I have um, my two units of immortals my unit of warriors, uh, all of my characters, and then the Triarch Stalker on the battlefield, because mm-hmm. that's Mondo's advancing army. And then in reserves are the Sentinels, which are all in Clank's little cage, mm-hmm. and a unit of Deathmarks, who are going to probably try and pop in when the reinforcements arrive. Cool, and they they can immediately deep strike and... And, f- and shoot when deep striking happens. Yes. Or when reserves happen. Okay. So I have the first turn. Oh, uh, you were going to, you, you were going to mention that you have the same warlord trait that I do. The, yes. The same warlord trait. Tech one for now. Uh, I look forward yep. to, I look forward to seeing how he evolves over the course of the campaign. This should be fun. Yeah. I'm really excited for doing this. Cool. Uh, all right. So we're going to uh, take uh, Necron uh, Sautek turn one, and we'll be right back.
All right, and we're back. Uh, we decided to just do the whole turn one because there wasn't a whole lot going on uh, for me. So I moved all of my Conoptech units over to face the oncoming tide of uh, Sautech, or sorry, of Mondo's uh, units. Um, and uh, created a wall of defense, just giving him something to shoot at. Um, and... Uh, I'm I'm not sure. Well, I didn't want him to be able to uh, get in and start deconstructing the uh, the vault right away. So that's why I, why I did that. Um, but uh, your return fire was fairly effective, right? Yeah. So I basically just moved everything a bit closer. I advanced a unit of warriors and. In closer, uh, I used my will be done on a unit of warriors and a unit of immortals using the Theron's will stratagem. And then I shot at basically the race where I focus because they're really mm -hmm. scary melee. Mm -hmm. So, and then uh, the Catan actually did the antimatter meteor and did a full six mortal wounds to a unit of race. So that really helped out to burn through that giant, that big invul save. Yeah, that was crazy. And then the Sentinels uh, were able to take out two more Wraiths and uh, one of the Spiders. Yeah, I'm left with uh, one model in each of the Wraith units, and one of my Spiders is dead. So there's not a whole lot left of that line of defense. Um, but uh, I think at the start of my turn, is that when I do um, my Will Be Back rolls? Uh, for the reanimation? Yes, reanimation. Yeah, at the start of your turn. Okay, so I'm going to spend the two command points. So you I'm, give a unit. So just pick one of the units to give them the reanimation protocol. I'll pick the Roll. red one because I think... No, they both only have one wound left. So, it, Oh, no, this Wraith has three units, three, three wounds left. So I'm going to pick that unit, the brown unit. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start by rolling to get my command points back, command point back, <laughs> practice and all that stuff. So yeah, so we've got, I, I get one back, so that's cool. Okay. Now I'm gonna roll to get back the models. And the, it's a five, up, a five up, okay. I got one back, and I'll go ahead and spend Nine. a command point to try and get the other one back. Even though it's only a five up, might as well try. Yes! Got them both back! Huzzah! Oh, wow. Control-C, Control-V, Control-V. All right, full unit of wraiths. Feeling good. That's scary. That's awesome. What a stupid stratagem. Okay. Um, so, uh, on on audio, I'm going to go ahead and roll for each of these um, uh, reserve rolls. So, sentry pylon comes in. Sentry pylon comes in 13 warriors come in 13 warriors do not come in 20 warriors come in uh cryptech with chromonometron does not come in overlord does not come in and cryptech with cloak does come in okay so i'm gonna put these in one at a time um I'm pretty sure you're going to bring on your uh, 
uh, death oh, marks yeah, or something. But it'll depend yeah, on. Yeah, death marks will pop up at some point. I'm, I mean, clearly the Canoptech, or sorry, the Cryptech is going to be protected by a bunch of of jerks. But you can still shoot characters with those, right? Yeah, because they have like a sniper rifle. Okay, I have a lot of models to fit around my. Uh, uh, around the vault, so we'll see if I can manage to uh, to do that. Uh, but we'll be right back to talk about the end of my turn too. Alright, my turn two. I moved the scarabs as close as I could to the remaining spider. I'm not sure how much longer that spider is going to live, but uh, that's where he went, or they went, uh, most of them advancing as they did. Um, the three wraiths moved over next to your, uh, your tomb centipedes, and they did manage to make a charge on one. Uh, but your overwatch was incredible, and you killed one of my spiders, but your close combat was hot street trash. And I managed to tie up two of those, which is huge for this scenario. Yeah, um, that's really powerful. huge because it's yeah, it's it is critical. Um, the two the two pylons that came in shot ineffectually at your death marks that jumped in and tried to kill my cryptech. The cryptech has one wound left on him, and he's standing in the crater. I charged the death marks. I like only killed one of them in shooting. It was terrible. I charged them with my 13 warriors and they're tied up right now, but your entire block of infantry and monsters and stuff. Well, your block of infantry, your characters, uh, the Catan and the tomb stalker are all on that objective. And the only thing between them and right now, my core base are 12 warriors. So that's, that's not great, but the the scarabs. I have nine scarabs screening from the uh, centipedes and a unit of immortals. So I'm hoping they will hold out for another turn, because on turn three, 33 warriors and my two characters are popping in. So hopefully I can hold out long enough that you won't be able to get the centipedes up into the. Uh, central objective area yeah hopefully <laughs> we'll see we're going to go into south or sorry into uh the machine empire turn two Welcome back. So you might hear some hollering in the background. There's a baby awake and hungry, hungry for food, hungry for steam dumplings. All right. You had a pretty good round, though. I think my screen is not doing too bad. There's not much left of it, though. <laughs> yeah. So what did you do as far as my uh, scarabs and spider that were remaining? So I was able to take out the last spider with a combination of the particle shredder on the stock, on the jerk stalker and some gauss blasters from some mortals. Mm -hmm. We're kind of hoping um, that the 
the spiders get some kind of grot shields type stratagem in the pariah book with the scarabs i think that would make a lot of sense if like the scarabs are crawling all over the spiders they might be able to pass off some mortal wounds or something that would be really good it'd be really fitting for them um and then uh the scarabs i was able to blow up one plate with my sentinel's guns Mm -hmm. or not one unit Mm -hmm. and then i was able to take out a second unit uh, with the melee. Yes, with the, uh, the, claws. the claws of the stalker. It's a sentinel. It's a tomb sentinel. So it shot some, it clawed some, worked very well. And you were able to consolidate in and start burrowing and sapping under the, uh, the vault. Yeah. The fight over with, right the now. fight over with the, uh, wraiths on your flank was pretty interesting. Uh, you only killed one of my wraiths with your sentinels, and my wraith was able to do two damage or four damage? Two damage. It, the wraiths are a really nice target with that three of Right. They're hard to shoot. Through. And I have to decide whether to do uh, reanimation protocols on the red unit and assault the thing that's already in combat with my vault, or try to do it with the uh, one that's engaged in combat with two. I think I, I think maybe it's probably better if I um, once again do reanimation I protocols on the one that's on the two over here and keep tying them up. That that's probably sense. the best call. Yeah, and then hopefully the warriors that are coming in this turn can uh, take down the, uh, the uh, sentinel that's digging currently. Yeah. And then uh, your Cryptek took a big meteor to the face. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He took a meteor to the face. That was awesome. That's re- so I, I really like the Catans now. Um, I have my I have a Catan for my army, but it's actually cl- it's clothed in um, uh, Necrodermis. Uh, so I used an old metal wraith and a uh, Tomb Spider model and covered it in uh it's got a couple of uh warriors and stuff on it and some scarabs and i'm using that as my katan and i'm really interested in i'm interested yeah. in using that for my army because as a character it's so much better because you can't target it that's so nice that's um but anyways uh so i guess what we're gonna take a quick break and by quick break i mean we're gonna take lunch and we're gonna come back we're gonna save this game we're gonna come back and do my turn three this will be a pretty interesting turn if i can yeah kill enough uh we might have a we might have a very interesting battle for our next battle Welcome back after my turn three. It's not looking good for the Sautek. Um I deep struck in with, well, we we teleported up from the tomb below with the unit of 20 and unit of 13 uh, Necron warriors. And we put a lot of fire into the immortals and the near tomb stalker. And uh, not a whole lot happened there. Um, 
I did move the sentry pylons over a little bit so they could get clearer shots. So their shooting this turn wasn't super great. Hopefully they can do something next turn. Um, my wraith tried to charge. My last remaining wraith on my left flank tried to charge the death marks. But you did a mortal wound, so that killed him. It. Whatever. And uh, the wraith on the right flank fought the two canoptic tombstalkers after my three remaining scarabs charged in. Uh, although the wraith died, uh, the scarabs uh, did manage to continue to tie up one tombstalker, yeah. but the other one is, sorry, tomb, whatever, tombstalker, uh, sentinel. Um, and uh, they, th the one is free now to come up and start chewing on the yeah, he's hungry. The gate. Uh, so, also standing next to the construct are the Overlord and the Cryptech. So I've got the two warrior units kind of chained down to them. Hopefully we can hold out long enough to um, keep you from uh, uh, sapping the gate. Uh We'll see. Uh, you still have a lot left, and I just keep on throwing units at the problem, and it's not its not slowing you down at all, that's for sure. Uh, that's how the Necrons work. Yep. All right. all right, dude. Uh, what are you thinking? You thinking it's looking pretty good for the old uh, machine I empire? Think, I think Mondo's pretty happy so far, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to fully clear out that tomb in time. Probably not. I have contingency storylines for depending on how close you get. So uh, we'll see. Okay. Remember, there's no... This is a narrative game. There's no real winning or losing. It's just kind of what happens and how it... How it. How do I shape this? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Alright, so here we go. We're going to do turn three uh, for the Machine Empire. Well done on your turn three, Mark. Awesome. So you really punched through the middle here um, and were able to get your other Tomb That's Sentinel well. in and start burrowing down underneath the gate. Um, yeah, there. Found a nice little corner to chew up. Yeah. Your army wiped out my unit of 13 warriors on my left flank. And you have a giant mob of warriors backed by the uh, uh, Mondo uh, and Machinia on the other side uh, with their backs covered by another unit of Immortals and the Death Marks on the side. Like, they, I am not getting to those characters at all. Uh, the, no. Your Cryptek is being brave, which is fine. I totally didn't realize that there was a stratagem that let characters resurrect which is pretty sweet so he's not in too much danger and uh, your Catan is pushing up the side alongside the uh, Triarch Stalker and the the third Tomb Sentinel which made quick work of my my Scarabs. Um, yeah I just had to step on them. Yeah uh, I and you did so much even though you wiped out one unit of warriors even my 20-man unit of warriors actually had to uh, 
I spend a command point, well, two, and then I got one back to auto-pass morale because you did so much damage. I've only got two, three, four, five, six. I only have eight models left in that unit. So I'm going to have to double we'll be back them and hopefully charge into uh, your one tomb sentinel to stop it from uh, scoring next uh, turn. Yeah. Uh, that's, really, that's really the plan right now is to survive long enough to force you to be trapped under the shield. All right. Let's uh, go into turn four, see what happens. Okay. All right, Mark. Wow, it's getting pretty hot in here. Yeah, this is turning around a little bit. Um, so at the end of turn four... Uh, oh well, at the start of at the start of my turn four, um, uh, I brought back almost everything in that twenty uh, warrior unit, and I put a I, I destroyed your big unit of immortals, which was really important. That thing was tearing me up real bad on my right flank. Um, my left flank is totally crashed. All I've got left are two um, pylons, and those are about to get overwhelmed by warriors. Uh, they did manage to kill one of the tombs, the tomb um, sentinels, though, uh, before it went out. So that will no longer be causing me agita over there, digging and tunneling. Uh, you still have two left, though. Uh, one I managed to charge. Well, actually, I managed to charge both of them with my line of. Warriors, which was really nice. Um, so, uh, if those warriors manage to survive one more turn, uh, I will. You won't be getting uh, any points out of uh, sapping the gate this turn, which is good. Uh, but we'll see. It'll be really, really hard. All you have to do is fall back, really, and shoot. Uh, you'll at least only get one because uh, all the way on the right flank your one uh, tomb uh, sentinel is way out of position. Like, way out of position. Yeah, there's what's its, no way. What's its movement? Its movement is yeah. 10 inches. You might be able to fall back far enough to get... No, you can't fall back through your guys. No, and then I have, I have a warrior right here, too. So you'd have to shoot them pretty much to a man, which you might be able to do with all those warriors. So why don't yeah. we... Um, I have two command points left for a uh, cheeky morale uh, this turn. so And that's really what I was saving it for because that's when it's most important. And we'll see uh, we'll see if I can manage to hold out till the end of turn five when we're going to... I doubt it. We'll see. We'll see. We are back at the end of turn four. We're going to be starting turn five in a moment. Um, you did. So uh, I just wanted to go back. The reason that I actually was man I managed to kill the uh, tomb sentinel last turn was because I actually used my warlord trait to re-roll the damage on one of my pylons. Yeah, I mean, so I thought that was really cool. 
I love when you know you can you you can manage to just use those little things to to get to make a big swing. Um, but this turn, you pushed super hard. Yeah, I pushed up the Catan and my Cryptek into your warriors that were tying up the rest of my units. And the Catan uh, tried to mm -hmm. Cosmic Fire all of your units and then failed, and then he managed to roll to do it again, and this time he lit all your guys on fire. It was pretty good. Pretty good. You didn't manage to kill my characters, but... Uh, you got in there, you got stuck in, and I have one model left in the warrior unit after a ghastly roll of a six on my morale again, which was not great. You also murdered one of my pylons and then tied up the other one. Those those pylons aren't ever doing anything ever again. No, they only move three inches. They're just done. They're just done. So I'm going to try to slay the Catan and maybe tie up the... No. I'm just delaying the inevitable here, so let's see what I can do about getting back um, a few models. Unfortunately, with the Catan there, it'll be very hard to get more warriors back, even though I have a lot of dice to roll. Um, yeah, you gotta stay outside of one inch of mm -hmm. all my stuff now. Yep. Alright, so here we go. Uh, I will be doing my turn five. Five. Alright, we did both of our turn fives. It's getting really close really close uh i decided to keep my uh overlord in combat with your Catan because it was you helped me out by reminding me of a stratagem that lets the first attack ignore invuln saves which is really nice we both did it and both failed that attack <laughs> even with a <laughs> command point reroll so that's pretty sweet uh but now you have two tombs Sentinels. Sentinels in combat with my uh, vault, and it's doing quite a bit of damage. At the end of this turn, you manage to get four more points uh, into sapping the vault. You need six more to uh, successfully collapse the connection between the vault and the anti-spacecraft weaponry and the shielding. Uh, that it, the fact that it's at the, oh, and you also managed to, at the end of your turn, uh, murder my overlord. Yeah, so we're just, up. we're just saying that the combat with all these warriors is just going to continue in perpetuity. And we're just going to keep rolling these D threes until the game is over. So we're going to do that on can or on audio right now. Um, so I'm uh, uh, I'm going to roll uh, three plus continues the game. Here we go. Okay. Six. The game continues. Oh. Uh, go ahead and roll two d three again to see how much you get uh, for turn six. Uh, I got three more. One, two, three. Oh my goodness! If you get three more on turn seven, uh, you'll have absolutely crushed this game. So, do we have a turn seven? We do not. Okay. So here's my thought. You got so far into it, 
the, the sure the shields are gonna wrap themselves around the region and the the anti spacecraft are uh, atta- uh you know uh, 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 batteries are gonna go up, but at the same time you've breached the complex and not only that you've captured a uh, microptech. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think it would be easy for, um, uh, for, for your command structure, Mondo and, uh, uh, Machina and Clank, probably Machina to turn, uh, no, the, uh, Cryptek to your, uh, cause actually, because that's what the Necrons do. They'll, they won't destroy their own. If they can help it, they'll actually try to turn them to their side. Yeah, Mondo would probably try to fit him with a controller gear to yes. bring him into the fold. There we go, yeah. The Cryptek will be able to show Mondo's group uh, where the control structure in the depths of the vault is located, and then the libraries that uh, Mondo seeks. So for the next game, why don't we do a uh, Necron versus Necron Zone Mortalis game? Oh, that sounds awesome. How cool would that be? And there'll just be and there'll just be a bunch of awakened necrons, but also probably a lot more scarabs and wraiths and and stuff like that under under the uh, depths of this uh, crazy place. Now I'm gonna have to set up the zone mortalis so that it looks like a necroni zone mortalis. But what I think I'll do is I'll just like steal as many of these like objects as possible and use them to create his own mortalis i think that'll be cool yeah like the structures with the glowy green walls would be perfect for zone mortalis walls oh absolutely absolutely so like even if you can see them there it's a shield so you can't like penetrate it you'd have to go around yeah so like we could use the blips if we wanted to, but as you pass through a clear section, you'll see. I think that'll be really neat. Uh, okay, cool. Well, this this was a lot of fun, dude. It's nice to get games in. I mean, th- you you miss out on a lot of the tactile uh, interaction with the models, for sure. But at the same time, you know, getting games in with other people is a lot of fun. A good uh, distraction from the, the what's going uh, on, what's going, everything that's going on in the, the sequestration, you know. And this even you has some to, perks because, like, this Necron board is something you would never be able to do in person to the same effect. No, no, it would take months to build a board like this in real life months and yeah. you'd have to be running a smoke machine and, <laughs> and LEDs. It it. Yep. You do it. It'd be hard. It'd be, te- it'd be terrible. <laughs> so yeah, I really like this a lot and I'm definitely looking forward to game two and we'll see, you know, wh- I, I, this is clearly, even though you didn't get to 20, I would say it's clearly still a victory in the favor of the machine empire. You're, you're definitely going to, penetrate the vault and uh, see what's going on. But I think you won't have as many like, so why don't you do this for me? Figure out how much you have left and that's what your army is going to be in the next game. The same point. You know what I'm saying? No, like whatever, whatever is dead is dead. 
Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that stuff's dead. Okay, then that's yeah. actually very easy to do. But yeah, okay, that, mm. I like that idea. But I think the Triarch Stalker wouldn't be able to make it into the vault. No, it's pretty it's big. big. But everything else here, uh, your character, the, but certainly the two tombstock, the two tomb, um, uh, tomb sentinels, tomb sentinels would definitely. I mean, they would be heading up the assault. Actually, they'd be like uh, or away, and everybody would be behind them. Yep, and all the warriors and these immortals. And if you want to split up the models into different units, go ahead. Yeah. Because I feel like that would that would be something you could do. It's not like they have to be in the same units. No. All right, guys. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. This was a lot of fun. I hope everybody enjoyed listening to our our super cool narrative, Necron versus Necron battle. And I think, you know, if we have time, I think it would be cool to get another one in rapid succession. Yeah. You know, just to get more content out there to help people who are bored. I'm sure there's a lot of people right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody, thanks. It's such a good feeling to play games your way. It's such a happy feeling for decaying away. And when you throw dice with story in mind, it's such a wonderful way to unwind. It's a good feeling, a very good feeling, the feeling you know. That we'll be back when the Fortnite's new, and we'll have new ideas for you, and you'll have things you'll want to talk about. We will too. Sentinels. Sentinels.